Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So you brush your teeth every day. You even floss, sometimes. (laughs) But did you know there's another level of oral care? With ARC, you can remove stains that lie beneath the surface of your smile. So ARC is a new way to achieve professional-level teeth whitening at home for just 30 minutes a day. Each ARC treatment includes dentist-approved enamel-safe whitening strips that adhere to your upper and lower teeth, along with ARC blue light technology. So the way it works is that the blue light mouthpieces arcs around your entire smile, delivering targeted blue light energy to help weaken set and stains below the enamel surface, making your treatment more effective than strips alone. ARC can help you reveal a smile that's 50 times whiter than a leading whitening toothpaste, and they offer satisfaction guaranteed. And to help our listeners get a whiter, brighter smile, Arc is offering $15 off your purchase of a blue light kit when you visit arcsmile.com and use promo code CBC at checkout. Go to arcsmile.com and use promo code CBC for $15 off your blue light whitening kit. That's arcsmile.com, promo code CBC. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome to another episode where there are so many things to talk about. As per usual. <laughs> as per usual. So this week, as you know, typically we re- release our Kardashian bonus shows on Monday and our regular show on Tuesday. But again, there's just too many things and we feel like it can't wait a day. So since we're not in season for Kardashians, this one's going out today. And I feel very confident in that decision. Do you? Oh my God, of course. Okay. We're going to start with the Miley and Liam update because so many things happened since last week that I, I'm almost overwhelmed by the amount of stories that came out. But are you surprised? Not in the slightest. I just, I don't know. It always happens. You know, I have to say before we really get into it, this whole thing has gotten a lot messier than I think I anticipated it to be. Do Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I don't know why. It's like, not even, I never saw them, I was never such a, like a hardcore believer in their relationship, but I always just felt like there was this level of mutual respect. And for some reason that, in my view, has been like lost a little. Yeah. You know? I I think so. I think that, like, it definitely seems like the mutual respect is lost on Miley's side. Not that it isn't on Liam's side. I just think he's keeping his mouth really shut and, like, staying way out of the public eye where she's not. It's, like, more of her actions that are 
are speaking to a lack of respect. I don't know. Well, let's get into it. We're going to recap a little bit what happened last week. We're going to break you down every single thing that happened this week, and then we'll kind of get into a discussion about it. So first, we're going to recap, just to catch you guys up to speed, everything that happened last week. So as you remember, on August 10th was when Miley's rep released a statement to people saying that her and Liam were separating. And it was a couple hours after that that the pictures of her and Caitlyn, Brody Jenner's ex-wife, making out on the yacht together uh, were, were posted. Then it was when Brody made a joke on his Instagram saying that like, oh, him and Liam are going to hook up. And Miley then responded saying, go take a nap in your truck and cool off. Hashtag hot girl summer. That comment, which I don't think we said last week, was referring to two things. The hot, the hot girl summer aspect was in reference to his initial comment that he left on Caitlyn's picture of her and Miley. But the go take a nap in your truck referred to on the, one of the episodes of The Hills, him and Caitlyn got into a really big fight. And when he came home that night, he ended up sleeping in his truck. Correct. So, you know. Good th- job. Thank you. It was it was loaded there. <laughs> it was a lot, yeah. Yeah, there was— it, there, it felt like last week was so much, and this is like double that, I feel like. Last week, I'm almost embarrassed at how overwhelmed we felt by the amount of information because this week, there's so much more. It was the shock factor. Now, the, it's, now it's like the little details. For sure. So— What happened now, that was all of last week. What happened since we recorded last week was that Liam actually took to Instagram because, I think we said this on the podcast last week, apparently there was a report by Daily Mail Australia that, you know, someone went up to him and he kind of said, listen, you have no idea how how intense this is. Like, I just need my time. He then released a picture on Instagram. It was a picture of a sunset and he wrote, Hi, all. Just a quick note saying that Miley and I have recently separated, and I wish her nothing but health and happiness going forward. This is a private matter, and I have not made, nor will I be making, any comments to any journalists or media outlets. Any reported quotes attributed to me are false. Peace and love. In reference to, I guess now, the false comment about right. from Daily Mail. Whew. How you doing, kid? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. But that, you know, that happens. And personally, I was so—not that I wasn't expecting— Liam's reps didn't necessarily say anything, but I was surprised that it came in the form of an Instagram caption. I have to say that I think that if uh, that that false quote had never come out, I don't think he would have said anything yet. I don't think there would have been any like comment from him at all. I think yeah, because that Daily Mail article really took steam. Like we were, people, yeah, were no, treating- it was everywhere because it was like what's not to believe about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then in the you know fucking shock factor to end them all. On Thursday night at midnight, Miley released a new song called Slide Away. The album art is basically a pool filled with bottles of alcohol and pills floating in it. So we see this and we're like, oh, shit. Keeping in mind that one of the narratives going around that we're going to get into like all of the headlines, whatever, one of the narratives going around is that Liam apparently had this alcohol and pills addiction or had this partying issue that Miley was upset about. Yeah. So that album art's kind of playing into that narrative. Which we're going to, don't worry, we're going to get into all of the rumors and everything like that. But just to break down, continuing what happened. So some of the key lyrics on this, I'm going to read them because I think it's really important. Even if you listen, just hearing them read out loud. Once upon a time, it was made for us. Woke up one day, it had turned to dust. Baby, we were found, but now we're lost. So it's time to let it go. Um, also, I want my house in the hills, don't want the whiskey and pills. I don't give up easily, but I don't think I'm down. And the chorus is, so you won't slide away back to the ocean. I'll go back to the city lights. Another very interesting line. Move on. We're not 17. I'm not who I used to be. You say that everything changed. You're right. We're grown now. Wow. I wish you had saying that. So fucking intense. I mean, social, I don't know about you guys, but like internally for us, people were going crazy. How many times did we get that sent to us? Oh my God, a million. Literally a million. A million from like us, from friends, from everybody. Everybody sent that to us. 
Okay, so now continuing on the Brody aspect of this. So his mom, Linda Thompson, posted an Instagram that said, please don't judge people. You don't know what, to, what, to, what it took to someone to get out of bed, look and feel presentable as possible, and face the day. You never truly know the daily struggles of others. Caitlin, his ex-wife, comments in all capitals, exactly. Linda, his mom, replied to her comment and said, and for the record, honey, the only shade I throw is my own shadow walking away from drama. You know I love you, always have, and always will. What I think her clarification about her not throwing shade was that Brody had posted an Instagram and his rumored girlfriend, Josie Canseco, commented an emoji on it. And Linda Thompson, his mom, replied to her comment with kissy faces. And I think that that was what she thought could be interpreted as her throwing shade at Kaylin. Linda's like, so like, Brody's probably like, mom, just be cool. Like, they literally started talking about, what, two weeks ago? And she's replying to her Instagram comments with kissy faces? But isn't that so, isn't that true? Don't you think that that's what she was referring to? Yeah, of course. Oh my God, totally. Okay, also, now Brody posts on Instagram and he writes, there's far too much negativity being directed at someone I care about very much. I feel the need to set the story straight. Caitlin and I have been best friends for six years and we continue to be. We, like many others before us, grew in different directions over those same six years. Caitlin is a wonderful person, beautiful and fun to be with, always a positive force in my life. We decided the best move for both of us was to keep our love for each other strong, but move forward separately with our lives. I respect Caitlin and care deeply about her. She deserves to be able to move forward in her life with respect and happiness. She commented a heart, and we posted this motherfucker so goddamn fast. So we were on a call. <laughs> were we- Wait, I have to say that every pu- single person that's commented on the actual post and on our post about this was like, wait, shut up, Brody. Like, everyone was like, the only reason that, like, people are saying anything, and it's not directed at Caitlin, it's directed at you. And also, it's, like, hard to, like, cover up a narrative when it's being seen on reality TV. It's very—the whole thing is really interesting. There's There's a lot here. We also saw pictures of, because obviously, you know, when when the story initially broke about Mylene Caitlin, we saw the pictures of them on a yacht in Italy. So, of course, there's the thought, and it's headed like, oh, is this just a fling? We then see pictures of them this week back in L.A., out together. Remember when Inus posted up pictures, we were like, oh, shit. It's like, yeah. I mean, oh, my God. When the vacation's over and you're still together, that's some shit. That's some shit. Then, just to, just to keep you on the on the Instagram loop, Perez Hilton posted an Instagram that said, reports are saying Brody Jenner hated his life with Caitlyn Carter, and now he, quote, literally could not care less what she's doing. Brody commented on that and said, where are you getting this bullshit information from? Why don't you do a little fact-checking before you post this kind of false information? We wanted to post that, but then we were like, just throw it in a roundup. This narrative is getting too I, out I of think hand. people are sick of him. I think so, it's like, bro, it's People are like, Brody, you had your time. It's chill. We actually don't care about you and all of this. You're like the least important factor. It's very interesting, yeah. Then Miley, Caitlin, and Tish Cyrus, Miley's mom, were spotted out for lunch in L.A., and I was reading a Daily Mail article this morning that said, like, Miley introduces girlfriend Caitlin Carter to mom for the first time. That's just simply false. If you go back on Linda Thompson's Instagram from 24 weeks ago, she posted a picture of Brody and Caitlin and Tish Cyrus was commenting gorgeous. There's no way that this is the first time they're meeting. Well, also, the thing is that I'm pretty sure that Leon, Miley, Caitlin, and Brody were all friends. They all lived in Malibu together. They were friends. I mean, if you look at... Brody's pictures from after the Malibu fires and he was going around. One of his first pictures was of, you know, Miley and Liam's house where the only thing that was left was the love sign. Wow, God. Chills, you? I mean, fuck. Fuck me up. I know. Fucking Malibu fires. (laughs) I know. Also, just to shed some light as to Brody's new romance, which is with Josie Canseco. She is 22. She's a model and she's the daughter of Jose Canseco, the baseball player, obviously. So it was kind of speculated that they were together. We at least speculated it based on Instagram comments. But then they were out together on Wednesday night in Hollywood. They were being handsy. They were kind of kissing. 
And I saw um, a video this morning. I think he landed, I want to say in Vegas. I forget where he was going for DJing. And the pop, what? I'm just laughing because say it and then I'll say it. (laughs) No, and the paparazzi were asking him like, you know, some, they one, they were saying, is there any chance that you get, you know, you and Caitlin get back? And he's like, I don't think so, man. And then he was like, any chance you're going to see Jose while you're out here? And he was like, uh, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> After we finished watching the video, Emma looks up at me. She goes, good video, TMZ. Really good job. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Because they never, like, he, I was, he actually said stuff. Yeah, it was like, it was more like, good job, Brody. TMZ yells that shit at everybody. <laughs> I don't know. They seem especially it engaging. Takes a, it takes a Brody Jenner to respond. Yeah, it's true. I, I love, I, wait, first of all, I just have to say before we move on, because I don't, I don't think we need to get into so much of the Brody stuff after, but I think Brody and Josie are like, it's exactly what he needs right now. Also, wait, I, in that video, someone was saying to him like, how do, how do you feel, uh, how does it feel to be known as the rebound king? And he, how do you feel, how do you feel to be Wilt Chamberlain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like doing that little smile, like not wanting to kind of feed into it, but also you can tell his dick was hard just hearing that. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? That's like, that's, yeah, that's his fucking bread and butter. Exactly. This is the ego boost for the ages. Yeah. It was it's it was very funny watching how just like on a side note how paparazzi play into the egos in such a, an oh, effective way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now I think what we should do is get into a dissection of all of the rumors that are surfacing around Miley and Liam and then we can kind of talk about it but I have never seen a story or at least recently where the amount of reputable sources are saying such different things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that the one, and, and don't quote me on this, but I have a feeling that the one that's probably the most accurate in all of this is People. They released the statement through People, so I have a feeling that that's who um, their camp is giving statements to. You're saying Miley's camp is giving statements yeah. to. So not necessarily that it's Not most- that they're accurate, because Miley's, we don't know if Miley's camp is giving the correct things, but that's who Miley's information is being funneled through, I think. Right. So let's start, starting on Wednesday, August 14th, The first headline was from people, and it said, Liam Hemsworth would lash out at Miley Cyrus, who wasn't happy with his partying. And it says, Sources say the singer fought with Liam Hemsworth privately about his own partying ways. Quote, Everyone always thinks Miley is problematic and immature and a hardcore partier while he's this chill surfer dude. But that's actually not accurate. Liam parties with his friends, and Miley thinks he should have grown out of that by now. What are your thoughts? Do you want to go through all of them and then give thoughts, or do you want to give go each one thought, each one thought? Um... I don't know. We're deciding on the spot. What do you think is more effective? I think let's give thoughts. Okay. (laughs) So, well, just to finish this headline, it says, another source who agrees Hemsworth's personality is much more complicated than the super easygoing public image that's presented says, quote, she's been supportive of him when things got dark, but it's tough. That's something that has weighed on Miley and their relationship. He can also lash out at her and he hates the attention their ups and downs bring. I have 101 opinions. Me too. Yeah, you go first. Okay, so let me, mine is more of of a, a scenario less than an opinion. Okay. Well, actually, (laughs) there's so many fucking things. My first opinion is that I just don't see it. Like, I just don't see Liam being this, like, huge partier, especially because have we ever seen a report in the past about this? That's exactly my thought. You you keep going, then I'll— But let's go with the narrative that maybe it's true that he's been partying or maybe it's true that he has— some sort of pill, alcohol problem, whatever. First of all, I don't think it's Miley's right to out that issue as like a way to cover herself up, which is what I feel like is going on there. Even if it's true, I just feel like that's wrong. If he has something that he's struggling with, I think it's his place to come out and say it. But here's the scenario that I had created in my head to like go along with this narrative. <laughs> let, me, let me throw this at you. You've been married for less than a year, right? You come together after this whole fire situation. You run into a house, you save your wife's, all of your animals together that you have with your wife, whatever. 
Then she goes off and she's doing her career thing and you're kind of alone. Like you just survived this fire. It was a devastating experience. And she's going out and building her entire career and you're alone. And you're married for less than six months at this point. And you're like, what the fuck? So then it's like, if you're going out and you're partying, is it just like a coping mechanism? And then whose fault is that if he's the one going out to just deal with not being alone at the house? Do you like is that? that? Is that you don't you don't get what I'm saying? No, I get what you're saying. Is that just a fully hypothetical scenario? That was a fully you, hypothetical scenario. But do you think there's any validity to oh, it? Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm saying that if if we're going with the narrative that there is this partying aspect of it, and which has clearly come out of the blue because it, it, we've never heard of it before, then what is the reasoning for that? Right. Okay. So my response is. I can't even I don't even think that I can entertain that so much because I just don't see this this narrative have any having any truth to it. I'm not saying that he's some saint by any means, but typically when there's smoke there's fire and he never once have we heard any sort of report associated with him having anything like that. I'm not saying she's the one that is, but wouldn't we have heard about a little bit about that previously? I would think so, but I I don't know. But that's what I'm saying is that like maybe it's it, it's a new thing as a result of the way he feels about their marriage. Like he's upset and she's not home and she's doing things. So he's like, fuck it. I'm not going to sit at home alone. Well, how do we know that he's home alone and he's not doing things also? Well, we don't. This was just the theory that I had created in my head. You know, when you see two people out to dinner and you like create them a storyline, yes. I created a storyline. Yeah. I, I respect your um, creative imagination. I just can't say I agree because I think that, listen, Whatever happened with them after they got married, it's not like Miley became a totally new person. This side of her, one, this career-driven side was always there. And number two, this like, quote, wild side also was always there. You know what I mean? Yes, but I think it was a little more dormant. I think she went through that crazy phase. And then when they got back together, she, she laid a little low. Yeah, but I think that having him knowing her for 10 years, he would be almost naive or like simply just completely unobservant to think that that would never come back. You know what I mean? Like, there's no part of me that he was he was shocked like the rest of the world was when she comes out with this whole she is coming thing. There's just no way, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think so either, but maybe there's a part of him that thought that if they got married, that that part of her would not. Because think about the way they got married. It was just like this really like quiet home wedding in Tennessee that was just like family and that's it. And it was so subtle and like gorgeous and and just them and intimate. I guess if you're Liam and that's the tone that you think you're setting for your relationship and for your marriage, then for her to go out and like, not that she's wrong for going out and doing that. It just could be not what he was expecting. Interesting. I don't know. I think, I think that there's a lot. I want to talk, I want to go through these rumors, but then I want to talk a little bit more about the L interview and how things with that could have been a little telling as to the state of their relationship. Because I think that that was... We can draw a lot of clues from that. Okay. (laughs) Okay, blues clues. Let's keep going. (laughs) Okay, so then page six comes out with the headline, Liam Hemsworth devastated by Miley Cyrus' Caitlin Carter picks. And it says, a source told page six, he was heartbroken and blindsided by those photos. They are still married and they really did love each other. She's really immature and always has been. Liam is one of the kindest, gentlest people out there. Him being wild or drunk or deadbeat is absolutely ridiculous. The booze claims are 100% a distraction from her actions. So then, multiple sources told Page Six Liam and Miley did not have an open relationship, an open marriage, or cheat on each other when they were together. A source close to Miley said, Miley was not unfaithful, and all these stories about her being wild and cheating is a bunch of bullshit. They split up. She's taking the high road. Everyone is trying to. They were together since she was 16. It's hard. One thing that I want to point out there before we get into it is, 
I don't think any, at least you and I, never thought that she was cheating because I think that they have been split up for a while now. Yeah. And that the only reason that statement came out, the one of her breaking up, is because they knew that the pictures of her and Caitlyn were going to be coming out the day later, and they didn't want that narrative of her cheating to come out. Exactly. So the unfaithful thing I never bought. No, I never thought she cheated either. I don't think she's that type of person. I don't think either of them are. In all of this, that's that's not something that stuck out to me. Well, that's why I think we're both surprised by how messy this got is because neither of them seemed like the type of people to make a breakup really messy. Right, which, you know, there's a well, part— Especially, it, also, it's not even a breakup. Like, a divorce and a breakup are two very different things and two very different ways of handling things. Absolutely. Also, there's a couple things there. Number one, this isn't a divorce yet. It, they're calling it a separation, and there's a lot of conflicting articles that some people think that there's hope that they get back together. There are conflicting articles saying that, you know, his family is praying that they don't get back together. I, I don't know what to believe there, but that's number one. And the second thing is that I definitely think one of the things that contributed to the messiness of it, which is a point you made last week, is the reality star involvement. Oh, yeah. If Caitlin Carter was not famous for being reality star slash linked to Brody Jenner, I think this would be a little different. And a lot of it is the way that Brody's been handling it how public he's been, how willing he is to talk about it. It, it just ma- it makes everything messy. Every aspect of this, I think, just got— I think no one—I think Miley and Liam both didn't expect it to get this messy, and then Miley's camp had to, you know, go into overdrive to, like, protect her image, which makes sense, because everyone's going to run with this narrative that she's cheating or that she's flaunting her new relationship in his face, which is what it seems like. And he's kind of in Australia held up and— and I think that he's kind of torn between wanting to protect his image and also just wanting to not speak about it because it's a very Liam thing to not speak about it. It's so true. It is so true. Um, why don't you tell us about the People article from Friday, August 16th? Thank you. <laughs> so the headline is, Miley in a, quote, romantic friendship with Caitlyn, but she isn't 100% happy. So it says... Miley's very close with Caitlyn. It's romantic, but also a friendship. They're both going through similar stuff right now and are bonding over it. Miley's okay, but you can tell she isn't 100% happy. They had many happy days together in LA, and now Liam isn't around. It's hard for her to be back in LA without him. This is not the situation that she wanted. She hoped they could figure things out. They both agreed it's better to spend time apart, but this doesn't mean their relationship is completely over. I think it'd be weird if she wasn't upset, regardless of whose fault it is. For sure, for sure. I also, you know, there's that whole thing about, do you think this is really the end? Uh, well, what I said last week was, I think had they just split up, it wouldn't be the end. But because it got so messy, I think that it it looks really, like, bad for them to get back together. Not that that's a reason for two people not to be back together just because of the public, whatever. But there's so many aspects of the way it was handled after that it's like, like, first of all, you wrote a whole breakup song accusing him of a lot of things in that song, clearly. And it's like, if, if you take him back, then do you have to clarify what went wrong? Like, do you know what I mean? It, it, I think it would be hard for them to get back together, not because of the way the split happened, but because of the way everything happened after the split. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I just don't see it. Or even if they do get back together, I think it would be, I don't I don't know. It's totally, I have nothing else to say other than my gut is just that I don't see them together in the long term. I just think that fundamentally, like I said, their approaches to life are just really different. Yeah. And that really came to the forefront after they got married, which is unfortunate, but you know, listen— it could have been so much worse. I mean, I mean, it could have been, but then again, it's like this. There's this part of me that's that's like, did Miley or Liam deceive one another? Like, did did they have a conversation before they got married where one of them was like, where either Miley said to him, "Listen, I'm not fulfilling this traditional wife role, and you need to be okay with that," and he said he was on board, and then once they got married, he was just like, I, "I'm not on board anymore." 
Or did they have a conversation where Miley said to him, you know, I really want to do this. I want the house in the hills. I want, I want to be th- that wife to you. And he was so happy about it. And then as soon as she got married, she was like, no, this is too constricting. So it's like, it's confusing for me to think that they just got married, did, never had a conversation about being on the same page. And then they got married and they realized they weren't. Just, mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I, I really think there's a lot of validity to the idea of the title of marriage just causing so much like underlying stress. I think it did for both of them. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think they both had wildly different expectations about what married life was going to be and neither of them could could live up to that. And I think that there's a part of Miley that maybe only even really wanted to get married because of the fire and because of the emotions that happened after the fire. It's like, you know, they didn't really let the dust settle. It was like, they went through this really traumatic experience where they were like, oh my God, we could have lost each other. And it's like, let's never do that again. Let's get married and let's like, but there was no, there could have been not enough time in between for them to realize like, this isn't what either of us really want. Yeah, and as you guys know, I mean, he proposed to her years ago. Marriage has been something that he has always, it's always been a goal of his. I mean, that's yeah. not like a secret. I also think another important thing to kind of point out is the reporting being done on each of their family's stance on this. So on Wednesday, E! News had an article that said, here's what Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth's families think about their possible divorce. And coming from quote an insider saying, their families have urged them to take some time to breathe before they make any final decisions. They are both upset about how this has blown up and are both hurting right now. And then someone says, Miley got back in the studio and was focused and serious about her new music. Liam was also continuing to party with his friends, which is apparently post, post-wedding. Um, another source said, they're trying not to communicate and really give each other space. Neither Miley or Liam have decided when they're going to take the next step of filing for divorce because there's still a chance of reconciliation. What I want to say, because I want to hear what you have to say, but my thought on this is that the families are involved more than your average because of how close they are, obviously, right. and how, especially Miley's, how big her family is. I I don't know. I my gut is that I don't think Liam's family, at least, would be upset if they didn't get back together. What do you think? No, I think that, I think Miley's family is like, whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, they're, a, because, I think because their family is less traditional than the average family, I think they're like, yeah, Miley, whatever makes you happy, which is amazing. I think Liam's family is like, listen, this is a bad look for you. This is a bad look for all of us. And like, when you keep getting back together with somebody, it, it, it doesn't look good on you. So let's separate and let's let this be be done. That's how I feel. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I wonder, I wonder. Um, I mean, you also have to remember that Liam's family, aside from the brothers, it's not like his parents are in the public eye. And even the brother, like, it, Chris isn't, he, you know, he's married with his kids in Australia. It's not like he's constantly in the headlines making news. It's like, I, I, as opposed to the Cyrus family, that's there always something good or bad. There's always something. So they're so used to that. I think what, in the Hemsworth side, it's like, listen, you got a public perception. And if you want to keep like being in this industry, then you have to make your public perception, you know, as, as good and ho- almost wholesome as possible. And I think this is just bad for that. I just think it's too much. I don't know. I can, I still keep going back to this idea of, imagine how his family feels about this, you know, this drug and alcohol thing being now brought to the public. Yeah, I mean, that, well, that's the other thing that I was saying was that if true, if in the scenario where there is an alcohol and drug problem, I don't think it's right that it's Miley, you know, people spreading that or telling that just to cover her. I think if he has a problem, then it's his place to come out and say that. 
I totally agree. That's one thing I couldn't get behind. And it's not to shame Miley. Like, I think that they're both clearly hurting. Totally, yeah. totally. And I and I really, I feel for both of them. I just think that, I don't know. Yeah, the song's a fucking like, banger as far as I'm concerned. I thought it was amazing. But I just, I don't know. I can't agree with that. And also, I think it's really, like, weird that Miley would go through this whole, you know, I keep forgetting that it was in the song. Because in my head, I have that. It's like, oh, well, maybe Miley's not feeding into it. It's just the reports. But I keep forgetting there's the whole lyric in the song. And it's like, I think it's really, like, hypocritical of Miley to go with this narrative that that he's partying and he wouldn't, it's like, what, you're a saint? Like, even if your phase is over, even if you're claiming your phase is over and you're just working on your music, then like you've also obviously been through a partying phase. It's like how hypocritical for you to either, you know, blame, put all of the blame on that or to spread that around because you wouldn't want somebody spreading that about you. Mm-hmm. Something I'm really surprised by is the fact that there weren't more rumors in the in the past couple of weeks leading up or the past month or two about their breakup because if you even look just from an Instagram perspective, which I, I listen, I get that Instagram is not the ultimate end-all be-all. However, it can sometimes be telling. There was, like you said, there was not a trace of him on hers. And vice versa. And vice versa. And which, that, sorry. No, no, go. go. I was just going to say that L article where she talks about not being in the traditional wife role and, and all of those things, that came out in July. There's no, to me, there's no way they were together when that came out. I want to read I want to read that quote one more time. I know you guys have heard it, but I think it's just important to hear. This is in her L article. She said in her L interview, I think it's very confusing to people that I'm married, but my relationship is unique. And I don't know that I would ever publicly allow people in there because it's so complex and modern and new that I don't think we're in a place where people would get it. I mean, do people really think that I'm at home in a fucking apron cooking dinner? I'm in a hetero relationship, but I still am very sexually attracted to women. People become vegetarian for health reasons, but bacon is still fucking good, and I know that. I made a partner decision. This is the person I feel has my back the most. I definitely don't fit into a stereotypical wife role. I don't even like that word. When you hear it like that, it makes it all makes so much more sense in a way. Don't you kind of feel that? Do you think that interview was maybe part of their issues? Like he read that and didn't like it, or do you think that it was just like happened to coincide? Well, so there were a couple of headlines that said exactly that, that said that he felt embarrassed or like humiliated by by that. I don't know. I mean, in all fairness, that, that is her truth. You know what I mean? And if he's secure enough as a man, I don't think that there's anything wrong with her saying that she was being truthful. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I don't know. The thing with this is there's so many different opinions. Like there's so many different stories and opinions and and possibilities that it's hard to have one straight opinion. Like, for example, like you can totally think that, and we can totally think that Miley has every single right to go out and have a career while also thinking that like, it's kind of in bad taste the way that like Liam has had to suffer from it. You know what I mean? So I think that with this and the article coming out that like, it's possible that, Liam was supportive of her, but also embarrassed by it. Yeah, I, I genuinely don't know. I also have to say, we are not like, I've always, I like Miley, I always have, but I'm not like a stan by any means. And I, a lot of people that are have been messaging us about like how her music is so telling and that if you look at the course of her music over like from the Malibu days to her more recent stuff, that it's it kind of is very telling. And a lot of people like saw this coming if you were paying attention to her music, which I, not that I was paying attention to her music, but I totally agree with. Yeah, I think that she's very open in her in her stuff. Um and and I think that her songs tend to mimic like what she's going through in her life. But I don't know if anybody was looking at her songs going, you know, her and Liam are done. I think that looking back in retrospect, you can say, "Oh, yeah." But I don't think anyone was listening to her music and going, "Oh, you know what? That lyric right there, they're done. They're not together." No, I totally agree. 
I don't know, guys. That's all we know. I mean, there's nothing else. And, you know, I will say just a couple of things. One, I, I don't want anyone to think that, and I said this, that her and Caitlin just met. Like, I wouldn't take them going for a lunch date with Tish as some major sign because they've been friends for a while. They've been, like, the families have been close. I don't think that that's anything, anything, right? Anything to speak of. Yeah, no. But I just think... I don't know. We're going to have to see how this plays out. I think at the at the base of it that her and Liam really do have a deep love and a deep respect for each other. And I think that there hopefully will be some statement from either side that clarifies that. I think right now he probably wants this to just blow over as, as quick as possible. Yeah. You know, that's the other the other aspect of it that I think people are having a hard time with is like, not that I necessarily think that, but I think a lot of the opinions going around are like, in terms of how quickly Miley released that song after the fact, it was like, wow, like you couldn't even give it a couple of days before making this a marketing opportunity, which like there are people on the other side of that are like, that's how you get your emotions out. Like that's how you explain your story and whatever. But there's a lot of people that were like, I think this is in really bad taste for her to release that song. And there are people that are like, it seems a little more calculated and planned than than we were originally led to believe. Well, right, which kind of would support the theory that maybe it wasn't as fresh. Maybe the breakup wasn't as fresh and she wasn't, you know what I mean? That this was a little more planned. Well, I, I would... I would hope so based on how quickly she is with Caitlyn, like is with with Caitlyn. I would hope that she wouldn't have broken up with Liam, announced a split, and then three days later gone on vacation with somebody else that she's hooking up with. Yeah, there's, there's, I don't know. I just think there's no way. Listen, as the public, we are, we only are given the information that we're given. And so what, you know, what do we know? So for, for all that we know, this could have been going on for a while. And the other thing is we're never happy. It's like they, they give it to us and then we're like, oh, what bad taste for her to come out with a song giving us all their information, airing all their dirty laundry. Then they give us nothing and we're like, fuck you guys. You deserve to tell us everything. Yeah. Oh my God. As Listen, as the public, we are unbelievable. We have become, in the age of social media, we've become incredibly spoiled and entitled with what information we expect. And like, just a general reminder to all of us, these people owe us absolutely nothing. Like they can never speak on it and that's totally fine. But yeah, <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I didn't like want literally everything. Everything, everything. But I also I know. totally get it and respect it. Anyway, anything else you want to add on that? <sighs> that oh, was a, what? Wait, we asked, we like asked you guys last time to send us who you think would be good for Liam to date. Not that we're rushing him, take your time, but- a lot of good suggestions. Phoebe Tonkin. Yeah, that came up a lot. Came up a lot. She was probably the most talked about. Um, Leah Jenner, who we we also- We loved that idea. Yeah. Some people said Sailor Brinkley Cooks. I was thinking that as well. Christy Brinkley's daughter. Cassie David came up a couple Cassie of times. Cassie David came up a couple of times. Just interesting ones to think. We put on Patreon like a list of all of the, we compiled all of the um, suggestions we got either via DM or email just to put them together because people really- went to work. There's this one girl in our in our Patreon group, her name's Ellen, and she literally made like a list. Yeah, no, no, a, a detailed list. A detailed list, and I appreciated that, especially because there's a lot of Australian women that apparently seem like very applicable, I mean, very appropriate bachelorettes that we did not consider. Yeah, I mean, not our fault. How are we supposed to know? At all. Let me ask you a question. Hit <laughs> me. <laughs> we don't all have the same hair, so why should we all use the same shampoo or conditioner? We shouldn't. I know. Function of Beauty brings you shampoos and conditioners that are customized and individually fitted just for you. So the thing about Function of Beauty is that it addresses all of your hair needs, not just one. Because most drugstore brands only address a single concern like volumize or strengthen, and Function of Beauty, you can choose up to five hair goals to add to your formulation. So... The customization on this is insane. There's over 54 trillion combinations possible. They individually formulate every bottle based on your hair type, hair goals, and preferences. You select your color and fragrance, or you can opt for dye-free and fragrance-free. The products are so personalized, your name is even printed on the bottle. 
The other thing that's amazing about this company is that it's all safe and natural ingredients. So Function of Beauty never uses sulfates, parabens, mineral oils, or any other harmful ingredients. We tried this, and for me, I put like dry split ends. I forget like the other things I put, and literally the bottle comes. It has your name. It's completely customized. <laughs> when we were doing this, it's like weird because I never really, I've never done that before. I've never tried to customize a shampoo or conditioner. Like we're, I feel like we're so used to just thinking that one size kind of fits all, right? Right. And we did, it, and I was like, oh, this this actually makes sense. So our listeners will get 20% off their first order. To redeem, head to functionofbeauty.com slash celebs and take the hair profile quiz. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash celebs to get 20% off your custom formula. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. And it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. And Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real. And for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Okay, we are now about to get into a very intense breakdown on everything going on with Todd Crisley and the entire Crisley family. We've brought a special correspondent on for this, also known as our friend and third employee, Isabel. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, Isabel. I love coming on for the hard-hitting stories. This is one that Isabel and I, it's kind of like a passion project that we both were so interested <laughs> in and didn't know that either of us were as interested until one day she texted like, do you happen to be keeping up with this Crisley stuff? And I was like, I cannot get enough. I don't know why. It, it's fascinating. I couldn't stop. And I love the show. I because it's fucking watch. messy. Yeah. Well, that's what I was about to say. Talk about messy. I mean, Miley and Liam have nothing on this. So we're going to give you guys, people are so confused and I totally understand not having the patience to read everything because it's really intense. So we're going to tell you the key players and then walk you through everything that's going on. There's some insane allegations. So first off, we're talking about the Crisley family. They are most known from their show, Crisley Knows Best. It premiered in 2014. Honestly, as far as I'm concerned, it's reality TV gold. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? I agree. Like, I can see how whoever walked in and met their family or saw them out was like, bingo, that's a show. Because they're nuts. They're like, they're just amazing. I, I, they're perfect. There's wealth. Yeah, there's, they're perfect. They're perfect. <laughs> they're perfect. They were, there's no other way to describe the Chrisleys than perfect. No. In the eyes of a TV producer? Yeah. Perfecto. Exactly. So... This is, there's a lot of them, and so we're just going to walk you through each one. The, the kind of patriarch of the family is Todd Crisley. He is known as a almost a real estate guru in Georgia, and he is the father to everyone. Julie's his wife. Their oldest daughter, Lindsay, more about her in a minute because some shit. She was, she's his daughter from his first marriage with his wife, Teresa, and she is currently estranged from the family. More on that later. Yeah. His second oldest son, um, his, or his oldest son is Kyle, 27, also from the first wife. 
a lot went on there. Apparently, him and the family are a little better now, but he had some major addiction issues. There was a lot. We're going to get into it all. Chase, his second oldest son, from his current marriage, Savannah, also from this marriage, Grayson, also from this marriage, and then Chloe, who is Kyle, his oldest son's daughter from his relationship that no longer exists. Right, that Todd and the family are yeah, raising. Todd and them are ra- basically raising this little girl, Chloe, because I think Kyle has had some issues and just was not fit to be her dad. So all of this came to be when they turned themselves in, Julie, Julie and Todd turned themselves in on Wednesday morning after being indicted by a federal grand jury for tax evasion and other financial crimes. Isabel, would you take us through kind of the next thing that happened? I would be honored to. So, <laughs> so on Monday— I, this is when it first came to my attention. You too? Yes. Obviously, I follow Todd, Savannah, all of them, whatever. And Todd posted this really weird Instagram. It's, it's captioned, thank you for all your love and support. Our family will be forever grateful. God bless you all. And it's a picture from like some uh, TV promo of the family minus the two older kids. So without Kyle and Lindsay. Um, with the granddaughter, with Todd's mom, who's always on the show. And it's like half screen that, and then the other is this long, kind of blurry, like, Word document. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But I it looks like they literally copied and pasted it from the Bible. <laughs> well, there is <laughs> It some, is the same font as the Bible. Well, don't <laughs> worry. There's there's a few Bible verses in it, but— um, It'd be weird if there wasn't. Of course. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Please head over to at Todd Chrisley if you want to follow along. But <laughs> it's mostly social media match. <laughs> Oh, my God. Imagine that was my side gig. Oh, my God. Um, So when you first start reading this, you're kind of like, hmm, what is he about to say? And I saw it right when it went up, and I was like, what am I about to get into? I knew it was going to be good. Let's get into it, narrator. (laughs) He says, I've never talked about this publicly before, but there's been a cloud hanging over Julie and me and our entire family for the past seven years. It all started back in 2012 when we discovered that a trusted employee of ours had been stealing from us big time. I won't go into details, but it involved all kinds of really bad stuff. Like <laughs> I can't, I can't. Like creating phony documents, forging our signatures, and threatening other employees with violence if they said anything. We discovered that he illegally bugged our home. Needless to say, we fired the guy and took him to court. And that's when the real trouble started. To get revenge, he took a bunch of his phony documents to the U.S. Attorney's Office and told them that we'd committed all kinds of financial crimes, like tax evasion and bank fraud. That got their attention, all right. But once we had a chance to explain who he was and what he'd done to us, they realized it was a bunch of nonsense, and they sent him on his way. (laughs) Hold on. I got to do the next one. How am I doing? I'm better than Julie, right? (laughs) You're reading it like it's fucking Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) So far, so so good, except (laughs) that our former employee didn't give up. Somehow, he persuaded a different set of investigators at the U.S. Attorney's Office not only to reopen the case, but also to grant him immunity from prosecution for his own crimes and bring charges against us. As a result, it looks like later this week, Julie and I are going to be named in a federal indictment charging us with tax evasion and probably a bunch of other financial crimes. Basically, the rest is, you know, a little Bible verse, a little this and that, expressing gratitude to all their um, the people who have supported them. Um, and he signs it, Todd, Julie, and the entire Chrisley clan. So to me, even when I read this before any of the real stories came out, it is, as they say, this is like textbook 
get it, trying to get ahead of the story before it comes out and cover your ass. Yes, and just to clarify what they ended up being indicted on, it was that the Crisleys participated in tax evasion, wire fraud, and conspiracy bank fraud. Prosecutors also claimed the Crisleys used their production company, 7C Production, to hide their reality TV income from the IRS and, and alleged that Todd directed an employee to falsify income and asset documents. Right, and, that com- and they, I think, turned themselves in like a day and a half after he posted this Instagram. Yeah. So they obviously knew something was going to happen. But what really kind of, listen, that's interesting in general. Like anytime there's some major, Mm -hmm. there's some major financial crimes, of course it kind of gets everyone's attention. But the reason this really blew up was more so because of the familial involvement. Right. Which really starts with their oldest daughter, Lindsay, who, as you know, is currently estranged from the family. So apparently she the reports say that she left the show because she was on the show Chrisley Knows Best in the beginning seasons and apparently she left after she was fighting with Todd a lot and that he wasn't so supportive of her marriage that was kind of on and off it was a little less traditional and I think he thought it was a bad look for the family so a couple of things happened number one Kyle her brother from the same mother remember came out and said that Lindsay turned her parents into police in the first place she then said she denied those claims number one the second thing that came out, and this was really where it got so messy, was that— Yeah, this is when it gets this good. This <laughs> Right. Like, the the bank, the tax evasion stuff, yeah, like, uh, another, just another Monday. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, well, I could do oh, wire like, fraud all day, Yeah, please. like, oh, Todd Chrisley was Todd. Like, like it's well, like obviously. We've seen, we've seen that with Joe Judice. Like, I don't, I don't need yeah, anymore. Yeah, like, this right. is not anybody's first rodeo. But yeah. this is when shit gets good. This is good. when shit gets good. So, Lindsay, the daughter— alleged that her father and brother, Chase, not not her brother from the same mother. The younger brother. The younger brother, harassed and threatened her over an alleged sex tape. In the report filed July 16th and also obtained by E! News, Lindsay asserted that Todd and Chase, quote, wanted her to lie about an incident, and if she refused to do so, they were going to release the sex tape involving her. And the incident that they're referring to is, is stuff with the money and the fraud. Yeah. Now just wait. So on Thursday, Todd responds to that, and he denies, you know, Lindsay's extortion claims, and he said that she's been intimately involved with two former Bachelorette contestants, and he said to E! News, and I quote, this is so fucking wild. I'm sorry. This is so wild. Oh, my God. Okay, so he says, and I quote, It's heartbreaking and shameful that these kinds of accusations have to be aired in public. We have tried to keep Lindsay's extramarital relationships with Robbie Hayes and Josh Murray private for her sake since August of 2016. Sadly, for reasons we can only guess at, she ran to the sheriff's office to accuse her brother of buying a sex tape of her and Robbie, which is a complete lie. And now she's telling more lies about me. Although our hearts are broken, Lindsay is our daughter, and we will always love her. Let that sink in. yeah, let me just tell you guys what happened in case you weren't following. Literally, the dad comes out saying that not only is she involved in a cheating affair with two former Bachelorette contestants, that there's also a sex tape. And she fucking, and he fucking names them by name. Right, no right. One, no one was like, oh, there are rumors about him, no. like her and these two guys. She, he, literally, her own father went out of his way to name the people that she had an affair with. Correct. It was also one of those where he's like, it's so sad that she would do this with Josh Murray and Robbie yeah. Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> my God. And it's like, no one was no one's speculating about that before. No one was like saying that this is who it was with. He he just did it. It was like almost like a backhanded, like, you know, I love my daughter. I would never do that. But, and it's also not even like he named names and it was just like a random guy who, you know, people maybe around the town would know or a family friend. It's literally two of the most famous Bachelor contestants. Like, how? 
I'm sorry. It's insane. I, I can't. Okay, so then insane. Chase, which is her younger brother, the one that she accused of trying to blackmail her basically with the sex tape, said, I love my sister and I don't understand why she's doing this to our family. Not only am I heartbroken over these false allegations by my sister, and they are totally false, but so are my parents and the rest of our family. Oi. As if it couldn't get any fucking juicier, <laughs> Josh Murray, one of the Bachelor contestants that uh, Todd alleged she had this affair slash potential sex tape with, although she, he said the sex tape was with, was with Robbie, but I, I, don't, I know. don't know. There's probably two. If it's even true. I know we always talk about sex tapes we want to see, but like sometimes when it's really there, I'm like, you know what? You guys do your thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm sure it was great. I'm sure yeah. you had a good time. No need for me to memorize right. that. And something yeah. about your dad being the one. Like, it's just a little. Yeah. No, I can't. I it's like, I have no interest in your sex tape now. Please I've don't never. I've that. never had less of an interest in a sex tape. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it probably has something to do with the extortion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Extortion can really Todd, take the, It really yeah. kills the mood. <laughs> Extortion can really turn you off. <laughs> okay. Thanks, so, Todd. <laughs> so Josh Murray says... I know Todd and his family are going through some tough times right now, and I pray everything works out in their favor. They should probably focus on how not to be in prison for 30 years rather than <laughs> spreading gossip to try and hurt their daughter. I truly believe they are good people, and I wish them the best in however they choose to go about their actions. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What I have to say about this is that the theme of this entire thing is exactly the way Todd came about it. It's like, I love my daughter, but remember when she fucked these guys? Yeah. This is like, I love them, but like maybe they should focus on not being in jail for 30 years. It's I like, literally think they're maybe they're all using the same publicist who just has a way of writing where it's like, okay— we make, we make, you remember in school when you'd make like a hamburger out of your thoughts? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like, okay, we start with something nice. Then in the middle, we throw in a subtle dig and then we end with something it's nice. It's a compliment sandwich. It's the oldest trick in the compliment book. Compliment sandwich. Yeah, yeah. There we go. It's, it's like, like the, it's like the meme that's like, Right, first paragraph, second paragraph, and that's the T. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like when I'm editing the outline, and I'm like, Julie, you did an amazing job. The one thing that I would say is that maybe add in this, but like, incredible. You know yeah. what I mean? That's literally what it is. <laughs> Except like way fucking different. Oh, yeah, like, way fucking different. Um, th- also, just one other story that's been circulating is that Kyle her brother, Todd's son, was arrested for assaulting Lindsay, the sister, from a 2012 incident. Apparently, they're saying that's false, but that's also out there. The Kyle plot line is interesting because mm-hmm. I was reading about their, like, quote, reconciliation, which seems, like, so planned and so, like, here's exactly what I want you to say. Because he goes, he's like, he's like, I just have to clarify, clarify some things about my my father and my family. Um, like, I did a whole bunch of fucked up shit. And then I said to my father, I'm sorry. And he took me back with open arms and said that he always loved me and would forgive me for anything. And it's like, <laughs> okay, who the fuck wrote this? Who the fuck wrote this? Like, it's written literally like Seventh Heaven. Nicholas Sparks wrote <laughs> yeah, that. For sure. No, Nicholas Sparks was amazing. <laughs> Is there anything else that happened just in terms of news that— Well, Todd, it's like just still posting. I mean, they turn themselves in. Yeah, you're right. The Kyle's things are very—like, I think there's so much, even though it seems like it couldn't be messier— there is so much of the story that we don't know. Even since the beginning of their show, there was always, like, things about, you know, Lindsay and her husband filed for, like, I don't know if they filed for divorce. They announced that they were getting divorced. And then I, and that's, like, I I think the time that I stopped watching the show. And then all of a sudden I turned it on, like, a year or two later. And it was, like, Lindsay and the husband. And I was so confused. They got back together. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with that. And then, yeah, there's been so much stuff about Kyle with Chloe, the daughter, and, you know, he wasn't on the show, and then he was, and there's just a lot, and I think, like, when you have so many family members who, like, are dealing with all this, um, it's just pretty crazy. Todd posted, um, uh, like, five days ago, like, literally a promo for Growing Up Chrisley, which is, like, Savannah and Chase's spinoff, 
which was like, just seemed very out of place. Like after you put out this whole statement to like promo your show. And then he posted a quote that says, tough times never last, but tough people do. Oh my God. That's like the most classic fucking thing to use when you're like arrested on taxes. And then he like wrote this whole thing about like, may your enemies cast you the net that they become, blah, blah, blah. Like faith, God, whatever. Um, <laughs> faith, God, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I you should go to rabbinical school. <laughs> no, I just, I have to just say, you know, my thing is like, listen, I have no idea what happened with the finances. Again, though, similar to the Liam thing, like when there's smoke, there's fire. And he, there's, there's always been a lot of speculation as to their financial mm-hmm. situation, number one. But what I can't get past is no matter what, if he's found innocent in all of this, the whole thing with the daughter's sex tape is something that I can't, just it's get pretty past. disgusting. It's pretty disgusting because even if it's not true that he threatened to release it, even just saying that as a father, no matter how much it's to protect your own name, I believe that you should never be divulging your daughter's sex life in order to save your name. I'm sorry. It's in what disgusting. world are we living in where that's okay? No, no it's really gross. And not even just your daughter, your daughter who you, I think, want back in your family and your good graces who you don't want to be estranged from anymore. This is not the way to do it. He's no dummy. Like, he's crazy, but he's not stupid. And this, you know, how could she ever forgive him? I don't know. I, I, I really think that there's going to be a real, there's going to need to be a lot of therapy if there's going to ever want to be a, a forgiveness here. Also, I just think that I always say this, and it doesn't come up so much with family because typically or hopefully family this doesn't happen with, but when someone betrays you in a level so deep, even if you have the ability to repair that relationship, there's always a guard up. And imagine having to have that guard up with your own father. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's really upsetting. And he always, they always had a very close relationship with Lindsay's little son. I think his name's Jackson. Yeah, Jackson. They always had a really nice relationship. Like he loved being a grandpa to him and to Chloe and they were cute together. And it's like, even, even if you hate your daughter, which is terrible, at least for her son, who you would want, you know, he's going to read this all one day and hear about this and ask why we don't we have a relationship with them and this is going to be his story and his legacy. It's just really upset. I hope, listen, I hope that they can work past it, but it, it's, it's going to need a lot of work. But I think that's it. So for anybody that was confused, that's what's going on. We'll keep you updated next week as things start to unravel. Mm-hmm. We are as fascinated by this as anyone and um, we're happy to break it down for those of you that were a little confused. I'm and sure there's going to be more. Thanks for having me on to oh talk about this hard hit. Anytime, news. our Chrisley correspondent. <laughs> I'm getting new business cards. (laughs) I'm telling people that's your fucking job when they ask me. Um, Don't you just love warm alcohol? (laughs) No, and neither did Dylan, the founder of Brewmate. That's why he made it Brewmate's mission to shake up the beverage industry for the better. Brewmate's stylish, insulated drinkware is designed to keep your favorite beverages ice cold all day long. Whatever your taste in beer, wine, or spirits, Brewmate makes sure every sip is the perfect temperature. So we got these and we tried them. And first of all, it really works. It keeps the alcohol incredibly cold, which is amazing. But my favorite thing about it was the difference in um, options that we could choose from. So I got this as a gift and I got like the, it was the the one for wine and it was this like purple marble finish. Is that kind of a good way to say it? it yeah. It, there's so many different options you can get, like black, purple, whatever it was. And I got purple because the person that I was getting it for, that's the theme of their house. It works so well. It's completely shatter-free, so you can bring it outside by the pool. You don't have to worry about anything like that. And it really just keeps the alcohol so cold, especially in the summer. It's amazing and a really good gift. So don't settle for warm alcohol. Chill out with your favorite drinks all day long with Brewmate. Visit brewmate.com and add code CELEBS to get 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order when you go to B-R-U-M-A-T-E.com and add code CELEBS. 
So the next thing that we wanted to do was give a little bit of an ASAP Rocky update. Brief, but just important. Julie, take us away. So he was found guilty of the assault, but he doesn't have to serve any jail time. And he posts on Instagram, I'm of course disappointed by today's verdict. I want to say thanks again to all my fans, friends, and everyone who showed me love during this difficult time. I'm going to keep moving forward. Thank you to my team, my management, attorneys, label, and everyone who advocated for justice. So, and the moral of the story is that all's well that ends well. He's fine, right? Yes. So Correct. He doesn't have to serve any jail time. He doesn't have to go back. There's there's obviously some things that go along. I think there's a small fine he has to pay. I think there's some sort of probation if he were to go back to Sweden, which I don't see him doing anytime soon. So, as of right now, he's fine. Best case scenario, considering the circumstances, honestly. Well, I mean, best case scenario would have been not guilty. But either no, way. I'm saying considering. I don't think that was ever going to be an option, honestly. Interesting. But yeah. but yeah, let's move on. Next is Joe Jonas's 30th birthday. There's really nothing major here other than, so he was on stage and Sophie brought him out a cake on stage and it was her and Danielle, everyone was there. It was such a beautiful moment. Those are the kind of moments where it really makes a difference that the band is family. Yes, you you're know? so right, Abby. Oh, it was such a family moment. I don't know, I was like, I was here for it. And then they had a James Bond themed party at Chivriani in New York. And let me tell you a little something about Joe and Sophie. No. They looked so hot. Truly so hot. I have post notifications on for Sophie, which is like rare. Did you know that? I have. No. I have. I don't have it on for like any celebrity, and I have it on for her just because I'm. I always pray for a good Joe comment, and it never happens. But anyway, when she posted that Instagram, I was like, "Holy fuck!" I screenshotted it maybe 37 seconds after, and I got his comment. But it was a, it was like three emoji hard eyes, and I texted it to Julia. I was like, "Should we do it?" And she's like, "The comment sucks." It's like. I know, but the picture. Yeah, I know. All to say, Joe, please, just like step up the comments a little bit. And then we're like- He follows us. Why doesn't he know to comment better? I would post the fuck out of him. If he comments a good shit on, on Sophie's every day. Duh. Yeah. Duh. I know. And she's funny. She reserves her comments. She knows when to use them, but they're always good when she does. They're always on point. Her comments are exactly what you'd expect from her, right? Yeah. She has, an, she has a really great personality. For sure. <laughs> good word there. <laughs> Well, you because I was pausing. I wasn't sure which one I wanted to go with. <laughs> Sense of humor or personality. Uh, yeah, thank you. Just fucking speak. I don't even care. <laughs> okay, again, this isn't news either, but Justin and Haley's Instagram display of affection. So How is that not news? <laughs> I mean, because it's news to us, but it's not like breaking news. He posted um, a 10-slide, like, roundup. <laughs> 10 slide roundup. Yeah. Do we own the word roundup? <laughs> I feel like we do. I've had people text me and be like, they used your word. I was like, I'm pretty sure we didn't invent roundup. I remember the first time we posted a roundup, they were like, this is genius. Well, I was not on board with the first roundups. You were not It down. took me like months. I know, but thank God. Anyway, so he posted a 10 picture post and said, I fall more in love with you every single day. You're the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. I would be lost without you. Hashtag wifey appreciation day. Did you see what I wrote on the side? I forgot I wrote this. <laughs> Sex tapes I would give my kidney, life savings, left arms, and all edibles to see. <laughs> On fucking point. Literally, Lindsay Crisley, who? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. I mean, there's nothing else to say here other than it is so evident how unbelievably in awe of and in love with Haley Justin is. I love them together. I will watch every ounce of content they give me. I will root them for them till the day I die. If they ever, please don't ever let them. If they ever break up, I'll go into a deep mourning and I will never get over it. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else feels this way or just us, but we're you in it. You feel that way though. I'm, I'm in it. I'm so fucking in this one. Do you feel as strongly one. as I just expressed to be? No, definitely not. 
Do you think that you would get over it if they broke up? Yeah, for sure. Because wow. I'd love to see whoever he wow. was with next. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. Are you calling me like a fraud? Yeah, you're fucking, yeah. You think you know a person. <laughs> no, you listen. just, you start a business with somebody and then they fucking <laughs> tell you they'd get over it if Justin and Haley broke up. And you're supposed to fucking hang out with this person every day now and fucking do everything. Fucking move on. No, I could get, that wouldn't affect me for any couple in their 20s. A-Rod and this J-Lo. This is different. No, to me it's not. A-Rod and J-Lo, yeah. Talk about mourning. But for this one, like, I'd be upset, but I feel like, you know what? Better for them. They figured it out now. Wow. Just saying. Well, what if they made it until their 30s? Yeah, then it would hit what a little harder. What if they harder. had kids? Yes, then it would hit harder. That's what I'm saying. You understand what I'm saying? That it's yeah, still I too I understand new. what you're saying, but I think at any point that they break up, I would be heartbroken. Maybe you would be. We'll okay. see. Hopefully, we'll never have to find out. Tell us about The Rock, because we don't even have this on the outline, because it happened, or the news kind of broke as we were coming in here. The Rock got married. Very exciting. <laughs> We know nothing. Wait, tell me about The Rock. I say it. You're like, okay, so now moving on to what? Are you worried I wasn't going to be able to pronounce her name correctly? Because I was. I, I still don't know if I can. It's Lauren, what is it? Hashian. Hashian. It describes with passion, Isabel told us during our little break. Lauren Hashian. Yes. They got married. They've been together for 12 years. They have two kids together, and they got married in Hawaii. Yeah, that's kind of all we know. She, they seem to seem like a really happy couple. You know, it's interesting. For a celebrity as big as The Rock, you would expect that we would know more about his wife, and I think that that's intentional in a way. Yeah. Okay, you can't just show me a picture of, like, the babies. This is why Isabel can't sit in the room. Yeah, so they happen— they happen to have two unbelievably adorable kids. Really, you should look it up. No, by the way, what she was showing me was not the kids. She was showing me a picture of like True in Chicago. Too. Oh, well, forget. We'll get into Chicago and True in the Kardashian recap because there's a lot there. Um, anyway, so congratulations, The Rock. I love you and we're so happy. Although I have to tell you, the chances that we format all of the comments in your post are slim to none. Um, it was looking a little overwhelming just at, at a first glance, but just know we, we are really happy for you. But yeah, I don't want to do that. I was actually going to shot not doing that. Yeah. That, the thing is, we have to be so careful when we do those because then it sets a precedent that we're going to do it for everyone's. Yeah, and the other thing is, like, we knew we weren't going to do it as a solo. When you put it in a roundup, it's like, oh, my God, I did all that work for nothing for a roundup. Yeah, like, Angie Cohen having a baby, you know damn well we are going to format every single congratulations. But The Rock getting married after being together for nine years, like— Twelve. Twelve. Mazel tov, I just don't know if we have it in us. Yeah, I know I don't, personally. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to—if you're feeling, like, in a weird mood— Where's Lola? <laughs> if I give you an Adderall, I bet I could get you to— For sure, in a second. Are you ready to move on to our award ceremony? Yes. We're going to start with best clapback, and I'm not even going to read the nominees. I'm just going to give the winner because it's a lot to read, and I want to acknowledge it for all its glory. We okay. posted, we posted, yeah, you go crazy reading that one. We posted it a slide 10 in a roundup because there was just so much text, and people are always like, why doesn't that deserve a solo? And it's literally, we do it for the benefit of the post because if we did it as a solo, it wouldn't get as good engagement because when there's that much text, people typically not don't like view it as much. Is that a good way to Correct. say it? So if you put it towards the end of a roundup, they're going to see it anyway. It's just going to blend it better. Anyway, Diet Prada, which in case anybody is unfamiliar with it, basically Diet Prada is this account slash this brand that their goal is to call out public figures or designers or influencers who, quote, rip off fashion. So, you know, people who are getting designs from inspirations that they don't disclose are their inspiration. And every week it's a different person that they're kind of targeting. So most recently it was DVF. And they tag her, hey, at DVF, were you going to mention the classic Elsa Schiaparelli concept behind your dress or not? Nah? The 1935 print was comprised of her own press clippings as well, although they were a little more timely when opposed when as opposed to DVFs, which date back to the 70s. 
Judging by the comments, DVF's followers are more aware of Galliano's year 2000 take on the print from his Dior collection inspired by the homeless people he saw around Paris, made famous, of course, by Sarah Jessica Parker in Sex and the City. We still stand a female fashion icon, although it would have been cool to see her acknowledge another woman who paved the way. Diane comments on that post and says, How about Dolly and Fornicetti? Newspaper print is like leopard print, timeless and so much fun. Marissa Brenson has been my best friend since we were 18. Her grandmother was Elsa Ciprelli, and I was terrified to cross her in the hallway of her house where Marissa lived. Um, Shapiter had humor, except, of course, when her granddaughter did nude photos for Vogue. Such just a classy way to respond. Yeah. And, and like, as you would expect, though. But, you know— you don't just because you're called out by them, it doesn't mean you have to respond. And the way that she did it was so, like, wait a second, really? Like, I was best friends with her with her granddaughter. Like, don't don't right as if like I she was so much deeper in. I don't know. I just really like. Yeah, that. I did too. No, I'm so on board with you. And not to not to totally take away from Diet Prada's like, I don't know goal. I like in general, like I think it's it's cool the way sometimes how they do things, like getting to the root of it. I think that they are like investigative journalism when it comes to fashion. Sometimes it's really mean, and I just can't get behind it. But I loved her response. Yes. Right. Okay. Funniest comment. Two nominees. Our Patreons voted on this, and it was close. But I'm so happy with the winner. Tell us about the first one. <laughs> so Barstool posts a picture of this girl getting arrested on the beach, and Snooki comments, "She's a good person" in all caps, just like her thing when she got arrested on the beach. You had to kind of get the Jersey Shore reference to get it, but I feel like most people, which did. most people do, I think it doesn't translate when you're reading it out loud. But when you see the comment from Snooki, it's like that's a good one. You got it. The second was Jesse Williams, who Julie recently texted me this weekend. That I was going to say that I always forget. Yeah, you can say it though. No, that he's on her list of of. Hottest guys in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. You totally forgot about him, though. I always forget. He, it, You know, two names that I always leave off and I shouldn't are him and Eric Decker. Mm-hmm. How do we forget Eric Decker? He's literally the mecca of everything I'm into. I, no, Eric Decker is the mecca. And the, we had a conversation once where we were like, it, this was a while ago. We were, had a conversation about like, if like dibs on certain celebrities, like who the other person couldn't hook up with. And we were like, it would be unfair for any of us to stop the other from hooking up with Eric Decker. Like, it would just be wrong. It wouldn't be right. It would yeah. be, it would just, it, it would be mean. Yeah. And like an alternate universe where that would ever happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Obviously. But yes. Anyway, so Jesse Williams posted a picture of, of cornflakes, Kellogg's, and right, it, it was the screenshot from the Wikipedia article that said, he invented cornflakes in 1878 in the hope that plain food would stop people masturbating. Mr. Kellogg, the man who created cornflakes, produced a cereal in the late 19th century and marketed as a, quote, healthy, ready-to-eat, anti-masturbatory morning meal. And Melvin Gregg comments, I don't know about cornflakes, but I can tell you for a fact, frosted flakes aren't effective. I thought this was— You know, we loved this one. I, I was like, Julie, are people going to think this is as funny as we do? And I, also, I don't care. Like, I'm posting it regardless. I thought it was so— It did well. It did really well. And our, caption was, really, our caption was like, unsurprisingly, not applicable to Honey Nut Ch- Cheerios either. You telling me a Honey Nut in these Cheerios? <laughs> Someone comes— <laughs> That's our favorite meme format. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it's like, you telling really me— what's, an, what's another example? Well, what I do the other day— um, Oh, you telling me a shrimp fried this rice? Yeah. <laughs> you telling me a flea made this market? Yeah. So funny. You know graham crackers were invented for the same reason? I didn't, but I, I now I know based on the comments. I knew before. A lot, apparently there was a whole documentary on all this, which yeah. I, I didn't watch. That In what world? I mean, I'm sorry, but if anything, wouldn't a bland food make you want to jack off more? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You're not getting the same orgasmic effect from like a lava cake as you are. You know what I mean? Right. How to get it right. somewhere. <laughs> like, please. Yeah, that's like... Yeah, I don't understand the logic there. I guess the the 1800s were a weird time. A fucking weird-ass time. In what world? Yeah, I don't know, but— Also, why is everyone so against masturbating? Well, it was different back then. But still, I'll never get that. 
Well, do you want the biblical reason for it or like, do you want to just move on? Give me the biblical reason. The for biblical it. reason is that the Bible says that you you shouldn't waste your seed. So that's why like uh, very religious people don't believe in using condoms or birth control because it's a waste of quote your seed. That's why also masturbating is is considered. What about for girls? I don't think you can waste anything. That's what I'm saying. So were they not yeah, against no, it? I mean, I think that girls, well, girls aren't, in biblical terms, I believe that it was thought that girls weren't supposed to get pleasure out of sex. They were just supposed to be using it for right. fertility reasons. So masturbating would fall under the, the pleasure from sex right. category. How thrilled are you that we're alive in 2019? Yeah, no, fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank God. No disrespect to the Bible, but thank God. Yeah. We'd have had to like, had a lot of fucking graham crackers on deck. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> like, oh my God, brands would have had to send us a lifetime fucking supply. <laughs> for sure. Okay, do you feel ready? Wait, so con- congratulations, Melvin Gregg. You were the recipient for this week's funniest comment and keep it up. And congratulations, Jesse Williams, on making it back into my top five. <laughs> so what is Honey? Well, let's talk about something we can all agree on, which is saving money. Honey is a free browser extension that scans the web for coupon codes and discounts while you shop online. So it automatically applies the biggest savings to your card at checkout like magic. And it works on over 20,000 sites like Amazon, Nordstrom, J. Crew, Nike, Best Buy, Target, Macy's, and so many more. It takes zero effort to install. It's two clicks and you'll start saving anytime you shop online. So I tried this. I was buying a pair of shoes online at Nordstrom's. I literally did nothing and I saved like $25. It was incredibly easy and made me think like, why haven't I always been doing this? Also, Irene, she tweeted, I totally thought Honey was a scam, but I just got $300 worth of bathing suits for $180. It actually works. And and honestly, like you might think it sounds too good to be true. For example, it's free, it saves you money, what's the catch? It's simple. When you use a coupon provided by Honey, they earn a small commission from the merchant and they pass along some of the savings to their members. So it's kind of a win-win for everybody. Look, there's really no reason not to use Honey. It's free to use and easy to install on your computer in just two clicks. Don't take it from me. Take it from our listeners. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash CBC. That's joinhoney.com slash CBC. Honey, online savings simplified. Okay, do you feel ready to move on to the Kardashian recap? Um, I'm always ready to move always on. Always ready. Okay, let us start with the continuation of Kylie's birthday. Holy literal fuck. Holy literal fuck. I have nothing else to say no, other than— It was the best trip ever taken. It was the best trip of my life, and I didn't, I didn't even leave my house. I, I don't have words— isn't the best trip of your life always when you don't have to leave your house? <laughs> Ain't that the goddamn truth? I experienced a week of gorgeous Italy without ever having to get out of bed. Oh. Thank you, Kylie Jenner, for giving me that experience. And thank you, Sophia, for offering some different angles. You know what I mean? Like, we saw from Kylie's side, and then Sophia would post one. I was like, oh, I didn't know Same that. Same with Iris. Iris is a good follow, you guys. Yeah. Why are I asked Palmer on Instagram? Good follow because she posts content that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Once you figure out how to really pronounce her name, oh my God. Yeah. For a little for a little while, it was Uris. And I was yeah, like, yeah, Iris. There's no way this is right. But Iris makes sense. Oh, so much sense. And she's got a cute daughter, really cute, around but, Stormy's age. Yeah. I mean, it's so, nice that Stormy has a friend on these little getaways. Oh, absolutely. Listen, they're home now. They're they're back from their trip, but it was truly a magical experience. I mean, that video of Travis and Kylie. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, this it was in was it in Positano? Yeah, when they were at a restaurant. I believe it boat. was in Positano. They were at a restaurant. They're all dancing. They're all taking shots. And Kylie and Travis. It was when Kylie was in the rusted color dress, almost. Yes. And they're dancing. And he, Julie, sent me a link to a complex tweet. And it was like Travis really went for it. And they're dancing. And all of a sudden, he like like thrust, thrust into her. Yeah, thrust into her. And she's like, "Stop! You can tell." Yeah. But that was like a joking stop. And then they were like, oh, and they were like salsa dancing. 
No. I could watch Kylie Jenner and Travis salsa dance all fucking day long. Yeah, I don't even need the sex tape. Just fucking salsa dance for an hour. Literally just salsa dance and I'm here for it. <laughs> salsa dance and get me a graham cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's what Kellogg's means. Um, no, it was unbelievable. They were all, I mean, the videos that they were posting of them just like dancing with, with Sophia dancing with Stop. It was really like a full circle moment. Yeah. It was, oh my God. We're just sitting here smiling. I'm like beaming ear to ear. Yeah, I'm like so upset that trip is over. That it really was, was perfect. It was some content for the motherfucking ages, let me tell you. Yeah. Let me tell it you. It was as perfect as the Chrisley family. <laughs> <laughs> Only thing that could, it could have been better was if Rain was there. Oh my God. And speaking of Rain. What a seamless transition. I didn't even plan for I it. I know. Please tell us. Oh my, where are they? They're at camping? They're in Kendall, Idaho. Oh, wow. Kendall and Courtney and the kids are and, in Idaho and your boy Fi are in Idaho camping. Just really a, a complete 180 from what they were doing in, in Italy. But their camping rain has never looked cuter, ever. Ever. And there's the video of him and Kendall. Kendall's holding him. I love when Kendall gets a little maternal with them. Love it. Because we don't, don't see it often. We don't see the maternal side of Kendall. I mean, as she's been she's been open about the fact that she has no desire to have kids anytime soon, which I totally support her in that. But there she is in this like Patagonia, super campy, and she's holding rain. And truthfully, he's never been cuter. Oh my God. When they pull his hair back, Oh, my God. The other two cutest things that happened in Rain World this week are— Rain World. <laughs> Talk about an amusement park. I would literally never leave. Yes. Yeah. Stormy World, who? Yeah. <laughs> Stormy World is shaking. He, she uploaded—Courtney uploaded, a, like, a multiple slide post, and the second—one of the middle slides was Penelope carrying Rain. No. No, no, no. Lost our minds from that. Truly, right? Oh, my God. No, did we talk about that last week? No, it just happened. Oh my god, I thought we had. No, and then oh, I would have brought it up sooner. No, and then then there's pictures of him with Jason Kennedy standing on the dock, and he's in his little Gucci slides. Oh my god, I forgot Jason Kennedy was there. Yeah. Oh my god, why weren't we invited? I don't know, but his speaking of Jason Kennedy, his wife Lauren is going to be the most amazing mother. Oh yeah, the most amazing mother. They I, don't have kids. No. Are you sure? Yeah. I felt like they did. No, they don't. Oh my god. I know. We got to get them some kids. I know they will. Anyway, tell us about, oh, no, I have to say the 47-foot-down thing first. Oh, yeah. This is the weirdest thing ever. So, yeah, they're on this gorgeous yacht, and all of a sudden we see Kylie and Chris starting to post these 47-feet-down ads for this new movie. Kylie's, it's kind of like, okay, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you literally just rented this yacht, but at least it was her, like, selfie with, with Stoss and was a little more whatever. Chris's, something was off here. Yeah. Tell them what it was. I, I genuinely— don't know, but <laughs> there she's standing on the yacht. She has said probably 17 times in the promo that she's on a yacht. She's like, well, while I'm on my yacht, I just got an advanced screaming of the movie, 47 feet down, and boy, is it scary. And the only reason I feel safe is because I'm on a yacht and not 47 feet down. <laughs> Again, that's 47 feet down. The movie, it's about a shark. And it's like, what? What is happening? I, I, everybody that messaged us being so confused, I really don't know. It's a similar confusion that we get. People met, bring this up to us a lot of times, those ads that they all do with like a million Gucci bags or a million Louis bags. And the caption is like, if you want to win, all you have to do is follow these accounts and tag three friends in the comments. And it's like, literally, what the fuck are you doing? And like last week, Kyle Richards did it also. And it's like, this is so off brand. Like we are all for you guys making money. Like you have 120 million Instagram followers, of course you're going to monetize that. You'd be stupid not to. But number one, you spend so much time doing it on your own collections, which I get. If you're going to do it, at least do it with like an Adidas. You're really going to do it with like Luxury Giveaway Central. 
It's so weird. This girl just posted in our Patreon group last week that she was, I haven't listened to it yet. She was listening to a podcast that explained kind of how this works and the company that that is behind all this stuff. It's called like Curated Businesses or something. And apparently they, they really are legit and someone really does win the the giveaways. It just, to me, it's such a bad look. And it was a similar vibe that I got from the 47 Feet Down ads. I, I want to see a picture of somebody winning it. I will not believe it until somebody shows me a picture of them receiving what they were promised from the Kardashian Instagram. Apparently, one of the reasons that people don't, they don't publicize it is for like safety reasons. Like they don't want everyone knowing like, by the way, I just got a hundred grand worth of Louis stuff or whatever it is. I don't know. But the, but what my point is that the 47 feet down ads were equally as confusing. It's like, I so get making money from your presence, but wouldn't you be a little more careful in choosing what you advertise for? It- it's not even about what you advertise for in my pain. It's the way you advertise. Like when they were doing what movie? The Secret Life of Pets. It was like, okay, it was a little much, but at least it made sense. They had kids. They were doing it all together. Like what, just because they're on a yacht, they have to do multiple promos for this one movie? If anything, it was a little more, to- listen, and you know, we, we go hard for the Kardashians. It was a little tone deaf in the sense of like, here, let me make 500 grand from this story while I'm also on a yacht that costs like more than anybody is ever going to be worth. You know what I mean? It was just— It's really weird. I don't, I don't, know. Know. I don't know. I like when Chris just keeps it a little little less— Yeah. I, it's it's hard. It's hard to defend them when that's happening. I'm on a yacht, and you are also witnessing me watching 47 feet down. I know. Can like, you believe it? I know. Oy. Um, also, flip it like to sick. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about it. Literally, Scott is—he's the best. There's no one better. The kids are so cute. In the Flip It Like District from last week, we're a little behind because we haven't been watching, which is okay. You know, people get busy. <laughs> um, but he goes through this whole thing where he wants to build the kids a luxury playhouse. And he says to Courtney, I really would like to build it at your house because I want them to have a piece of me at your house when I can't be there. Which is like, oh my God, even in and of itself is like the cutest thing ever. So he shows the kids and like you're seeing little scenes of them with him and Mason at dinner. Rain's like throwing a fit on the couch and he builds them this luxury playhouse. It's like all gorgeous wood, giant floor to ceiling windows. It's, oh my God, it's so Scott. It is the cutest thing ever. He was so happy. He was happier than the kids were. He was like, it's recessed lightings. We got the mahogany floors or whatever the thing was. But what I thought, two things that I wanted to point out. Number one, when you see him go over to Courtney's house and he he presents her with this idea, I was fully expecting her to be like, you think you're building that on my lawn? That's what I was expecting too. She couldn't have been more down. And it really went to show for me that like any sort of Courtney's kind of stuck upness or whatever is goes away when it comes to the kids. So what I was thinking, I was expecting the same reaction as when Caitlin wanted to build the the golf golf course. course. And Chris was like, obviously you're not building a golf course on our property. We didn't even talk about it. That's exactly what I thought. I was fully expecting a Chris Jenner golf course reaction. I I was so expecting her to be like, why the fuck can't you just do this at your house? Like, why does it have to be in my house? You want this giant monstrosity on my property? It ended up looking, I thought it looked amazing. Oh, it's gorgeous. If I, imagine you're eight years old and you have that in your backyard. Are you kidding? It's but I also thought it matched well. Of course, he wouldn't have had it not. Remember, I think it was Mason that said something about the floors and he's like, only a son of mine would, would notice. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, Mason is so Scott. It's, it's like a little scary. I'm telling you, the men of the Kardashian family have the strongest genes you'll ever see. Like, Mason is so Scott. North is so Kanye. It's so true. Not to say that they're not Kim and Courtney, but it, they really are. You know, with with North and Mason, it's like it really shows through. It hits. It really hits. With the other kids, like, Penelope is really very Courtney, I think, but also, like, has a little bit of Scott in her. Rain, I think, is just, like, I don't even know. I think he's his own person. With, with Kim's kids, like, some of them are mixed. You can't really tell. But— North and Mason, 
Oh my God. It's unbelievable. No, it really is. The only other thing that really happened in, in Kardashian world is that Kim and Kylie are releasing their new fragrance, The Lips. Nothing else to say other than like, I have to say. <laughs> Nothing else to say other than I have well, to no, say. Well, no, because it just came to my head that when Kylie was promoting it, she said like, oh, you know, like all I've worn for years is Kim's fragrance. The reason that I think she's actually truthful is because if you remember years ago, literally like two or three years ago when they first launched their apps and she was doing like a, I don't know, a Q&A, she said, she's like, I know this sounds crazy, but the f- only perfume that I wear is Kim's perfume from years ago. Literally from four years ago, she still wore it. Which one? The Crystal Guard? It was, the, no, no. Way before KKW fragrance became a thing. It was like Kim Kardashian's original fragrance. Like from 2008? Yes. Weird. Kylie said that that's the one that she always wore. So she wasn't lying in this promo when she was like, no, seriously, that's all I've worn. Like Kim's fragrances. So funny. Yeah. I have Kim's uh, Naked Body fragrance. Do you like it? I love it. I really like it. I don't have any of the other ones, but. Yeah, I don't think they'd release a bad fragrance. No, they don't. That's not their thing. Okay, anything else you want to mention? Discuss, dissect, anything we forgot? Oh, yes. The clip promo of Kim talking about doing Paris Hilton's music video. So Kim, obviously, as we know, like, my best friend's ass does she is Paris Hilton's song that Kim was in the music video for. And Kim is talking to Chloe about it in a promo for Keeping Out the Kardashians. And she says, yeah, like, of course I'm going to do this for for Paris. You know, I, I'd do anything for Paris. She really gave me my career, and I completely acknowledge that. And I think that's one of the first times we've heard her really, like, come right out and say that. I don't remember another time her saying that. I have to imagine that that acknowledgement and her saying that is a reason why Paris and Kim were able to be friends again. Because I think Paris always held this resentment towards her, like, I literally made her. And I think Kim never didn't acknowledge that. I think Kim just never thought she had to say it. And maybe Paris was like, you're building this entire empire on what I started you off with. Like, you have to give some credit. So maybe they were able to reach this mutual understanding. And now she's like totally open with saying it and happy to say it because of that. It also makes Kim just look so good by saying that because it really makes her look like her ego's out of the picture. Kind of like she put her pride aside and is like, you know what? I I can totally own that. I never found Kim to have an overwhelming ego issue. Did you? Not us, but I think if you if you're if you already don't like her, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but for her to be able to say like, listen, I can totally speak to where my roots came from. Yeah, there's and and Chloe in her response was like, you realize like you don't have to say that. Like a lot of people would not yeah. say that, and I think that that's true. Well, also when you think about it, not that this wouldn't have happened, but the picture of Kim in Paris was the first time that Kanye was like, who is this girl? Yeah. So there's like so many aspects of her life that are like so many for anybody. I can't imagine anybody doesn't know this, but listen, we get people that say that they don't know anything about the Kardashians that only listen to this. Obviously, Kim was uh, Paris's closet organizer before anything. So just one of the ways that she really came into this world. Yep. Okay, guys, that is all for this week. Um, Later today, we are recording our Kardashian bonus show which is really good. It's going to be all of the best. Like, it's really it's good. Really I'm good. really excited It's all it. of the best gifts that they've like given or received that'll release tomorrow. And then we will see you again next week for our regular episode. And remember, please rate this five stars and leave a review if you feel so inclined. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. 
And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.